You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. That's my fault. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of... Wrong one. All right, screw it. I'm just going to jump into this. Hello, everybody. And welcome to our first episode of the rebranding of Undisputed. We are now known as the Mad Tea Party. And we have some uh, changes going forward that we'll talk about throughout the show. But we are glad you guys are all here. I am joined by my co-host, Cheshire Copperpots, Mr. Uh, Blurred Hawk. How are you, man? I am doing fantastic. I did not realize it's Monday. So now I'm not doing so hot. No, I'm good. You know what? Mondays are. I wish we could like figure out some way to like rebrand Mondays where they're not the bad days. But coming off the weekend, it's hard not to do that. I'll feel good about Mondays if we got three day weekends. That was yeah. mandatory. I'll be good with Mondays. Absolutely. And as you guys are probably hearing that other voice, Sam is back, but Sam is here to stay. Sam, how are you? I am good. I am a little sleepy. It's late here, but I'm ready to talk about our topics tonight. <laughs> so what Kevin, was her so nickname for her? Malice. Uh, Malice. Was it Malice? That was like the queen. Oh wait, we did have another name. No, that queen. was Queen. That was that was on that was on the tribe. That was Queen Pin. That was Queen Pin. Oh, Queen Pin. Yes. I knew it was and something like Queen Pin or Big Head or something. Big head. It was something like that. Rude. <laughs> and then the, the king of smarts, Sean himself, is not here this evening. Uh, we hope that he's uh, staying busy, staying active, and we will catch him on the next show. Um, before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Getaway Today, uh, We're in the Park, uh, as well as Sunken City Design. We appreciate everything you guys do for the show, whether it's sponsoring it and applying gifts and opportunities to get more outside the show. But if you've listened to our shows recently, you've known that Where in the Park has become host of Imagine That. So not only are they a sponsor of the show, but they are host on one of our deep creative thinking episode shows that we now have going. And we will be recording our next episode this coming Monday. We have quite a busy two weeks, so I hope everyone's prepared for it. Um, but being prepared, I want to thank all our lamplighters who are always prepared, always at the ready to tune in provide support, share their feedback, and call us out on Discord when we say something they don't agree with. So we appreciate all lamplighters, especially on this show. Um, but with that, a few different changes. So we are going to still open up with our our little game. And it's going to be the Cheshire game. And so it's very similar to what we used to do on Undisputed, higher, lower, just right. But this one, we got to get a li- we're going to change it up a little bit. And uh, it's called Choose Your Cup. And the way this game works is you can only keep one film. The other two films have to go, meaning they never existed. So they they are just Spider-Man out from a memory, never were there. Sorry. Mm. So are you you guys ready to play? I I think so. (laughs) No, No, because I know the Mad Hatter up here, and I know this is going to be painful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. I don't trust your games, Lewis. Like, Mr. Mad Hatter is just, we know you. So, I'm cautiously prepared. Cautiously. Okay. All right. So, our first one's out the gate. We are going princesses. We are going Moana. We are going Rapunzel. And we are going, um, oh, let me pull my list. Elsa. Elsa, Moana. Rapunzel. Two's got to go. One stays. Two of them never existed. Yes, Kevin, it is pronounced hater, not hatter. Uh, they're oh, putting some respect hater. on That's right. Mad, mad hater. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Can we make one of them go twice? 
Uh, no, no, you cannot. But just just real quick though, I'm curious. Who are you trying to send to go twice? He wants oh, Elsa to let it. What? No, Rapunzel, hundred percent. I hate that character with a passion. So, Ooh, so you're getting rid of super haired bald. <laughs> so straight out, you said Rapunzel. And who's your second one? I I got a. I'm not a Frozen fan. I I literally like back in my early heydays and stuff. I was really outspoken. I'm not a big fan of musicals. And even though all Disney stuff has singing in it, this was too much. And so, Elsa, you got to go. I'm sorry. So, so Elsa, I wish I could sing because I would sing her out. Sing her out. All right. So, you're saying Moana stays, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep right. You got some people in the chat that are agreeing with you. You got Amanda saying Moana stays. Yeah. Sam, which two got to go, and which one are you keeping? I am going to keep Rapunzel because she's got that classic story vibe from the fairy tales. Uh, I love her sense of adventure. I love that she doesn't give two shits about Flynn Rider until the end. And uh, I love the music in Tangled. It's my favorite. So I'm going with Rapunzel Stays. Uh, That's the one that's staying. So let it go to Elsa. And sorry, Moana, you're cute, but you're all right. Bye. You can wayfind your way out of here. I figured Uh, you would have kept Moana simply because... She's as close to a connection to the name war as you're going to get, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I did think about the, her connection to water and my connection to water. Yep. Like, I was like, if I get rid of Moana, I can't go fishing anymore. Just kidding. And, I can still go fishing. And but... Rapunzel, she's a domestic violence perpetrator. So. <laughs> Yes, we're we're eight minutes in and we're getting this way. Absolutely, what's out the frying pans? Though, yeah, she's bad. Oh man! So, wow. Jen said, "I'm not a Disney princess follower. I could do without all of them." Jen, <laughs> she's got rid of the whole lot. She she's she's sipping from the same teacup as we are right now. She's coming in hot early in the game. Blurred is just afraid of frying pans. Uh, yeah, they can kill you. Why? Why wouldn't you be? They they do not kill you. They just give you a bump on your head. Well, she's she's swinging the cast iron one. There's a good chance. Yeah, cast irons are a different. Yeah, and that's a different she didn't just hit the poor guy once. It was multiple times. Like she was giving Jerry Springer a run for his show. Domestic violence. She <laughs> would. I mean, here's the thing. All of the princesses. If they were real life, she would have was in her. He would have a felony charge. She would All right, so him. no, he so, was he was he was trying to steal her ish. So hold on. All right, I'm it's gonna a home invasion. Gotta, you defend yourself. We got a lot of talk about princesses. You All can right. only save one princess. We're going a little off rail, but we're staying top. You can only save one princess. Who are you saving? Save. That means Disney has no more princesses except that one. Well, then I'm going with the modern day prince, uh, Princess Tiana. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a real good one. I think I'm sticking with Rapunzel. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you mine, and uh, there's a good theme of it. I'm going Alice. Okay. Well, a little going Phil Alice. <laughs> I mean, think about all the adventures she could have and she doesn't go anywhere. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> all right. We're going to go into Star Wars. Three films. Ooh. One can stay. Two I have to go. Alice is not a princess. Uh, Alice is a princess. Let's just. Alice is not a princess. I agree with, I agree with Malice on that. I like, inter- I, I like Entertainer 1987's Belle, though. She is not classified as a princess. Hey, she's a snooty, snuck, stuck-up girl. Wait, Belle or Alice? Belle. Alice is a gangster. Who 
Like she's been to the other side. I mean, and, and has come back. Be- Belle is pretentious with her. Reading. In what world is she a princess? Oh, oh my gosh! Because she with reads. Her, with she's her pretentious. Reading. So all right, next here we go. We're going to Star Wars. I do know my own game, dude. Alice has been there since day one. Alice comedy. She's like the OG princess. She's she's there longer Alice than Mickey. Not a princess. She's she a damn drug addict, like Billy said. She's not <laughs> yeah, a master. Really. Well, I agree, Billy. Yes, she is hey, a drug addict. It, it takes a real one to go down the rabbit hole and bounce back. I mean, hey, so then everyone that was at Woodstock is a real one. Uh, abs- absolutely, one hundred percent. Because they've all had the same experience. She's literally a customer right, on okay. Breaking Bad. Real, real so. quick, guys. Everyone in the comment. Everyone in the comment. I know legality. She's not a princess, but if you followed me since the Medina Ink days. I have did an Alice drawing, and I have said she's a princess since then. Just an ongoing joke. Don't cancel me. Just playing. She's a princess All in right. your eyes. Aww. She is. All right, here we go. Second question. We're going in Star Wars. Damn, man. I know you're doing yeah. this. You're doing a Marvel new right after. <laughs> I don't want to play no hope. more. All okay. right, here we go. A new hope. Um, Where's my list? Hold on. Pull it up real quick. Here we go. A New Hope, Phantom Menace, Force Awakens. To make it easier on you, all the first ones of each trilogy. A New Hope, Phantom Menace, Force Awakens. One's got to go, two stays. Or sorry, no. one one stays, two's got to go. I'm keeping oh. a New Hope. I'm I'm keep I'm keeping a New Hope. Um, well, even though I, I'm I love all of them. And I, I, but they did my boy uh, uh, John Boyega completely wrong. They put him as like he was going to be something, and he wasn't. And uh, forever that can go. So if that goes away forever, never existed. My boy's back on track, and he can do do some cool stuff with Disney. But yeah, and keeping New Hope. That's that's classic. See, and, and I got I got to I got to agree with uh, Billy. I'm going Phantom Menace. That was. It, and, yep, the double lightsaber. Darth Maul, Darth Maul, and Yoda are my favorite two characters in the Star Wars universe. And I mean, Darth Maul had a tragic ending, but overall, Phantom Menace days. I mean, there was so much marketing for that. Even Pepsi One, when that was a thing, had like thirty different character cans. Like Phantom Menace all day. A New Hope is really good, but I think Phantom Menace is the one that stays. I like what Kevin, I like what Kevin like, said. You like Darth Maul over Boba Fett? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Nah, Boba I mean, Fett to me growing up has the iPhone syndrome where it's like you're cool if you have an iPhone or you're just a mad hater on him and I am 100% a mad hater on Boba Fett because everyone loved him for his 30 seconds of fame I mean if 30 really seconds say, I hate him because he was popular exactly, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie about it that's exactly why everybody loved him I was like you know what just to be against you I don't like him because he was Billy Badass like Right. And then the show, I mean, we'll, we'll get down that rabbit hole on, yeah. on Knights of the Road Republic. All right. The next one, we're going to skip Marvel and come back to it. So that way David doesn't call yeah. it. We're going to go in. We're going to go into Pixar. All right. All right. Ratatouille. Toy Ooh. Story. Up. Toy Story what? stays. Because yeah, then I, I get all of Toy Story. Uh, but, dude. Up, up had me sitting there with my kids, kind of tearing up a little bit, uh, or smelling onions. Um, what? I read it to you. I just loved that story. It was such a complete, really amazing. God dang it, man. Can we just get rid of one? No. Nope. Got to get rid of two. Wait, what would you say, uh, Sam? What I said you- we get Toy Stories because we have... How many Toy Stories at this point? Five, four. We have as many Toy Stories as we have Land Before Times. They just keep going. Yes, and and we have all of the shorts. I agree with Entertainer. I I say Up stays. Up up broke boundaries for storytelling. Like, the first ten minutes, it's like you face a tragic... And then they you have a tragic piece in the middle of the movie, and they're like, we're going to flip this where you love this movie. Toy Story I mean, has I go, a legacy uh, that cannot be really touched in Pixar. But is it is it a legacy because it was good, or is it a legacy before because it was first? 
it's a legacy because it's a continued story that it's multiple generations multiple generations have been able to enjoy. They can build entire lands and attractions out of it. They're not going to do that with Up. Up is a I love Up, but it's a one done one and done story. Yeah, see for me, Toy, Toy Story was good up until they dropped four, and once they dropped four, it dropped the score for me altogether. I'm torn. Wow. Um, here, I'm going to flip a coin. Kevin says, Up has a great right. start. Then it devolves into talking dogs. I agree with I, Sam. I mean, I'm, I, keeping, I I'm keeping Toy Story. Story. Keeping Toy Story. The other two can go. God, that's I'm sorry, man. But it's the game worst. We're going to have to win the Marvel. Mm. So, I'm Marvel. Having, I'm having bad internet connection right now. <laughs> He's borrowing this my Indiana Wi-Fi for the Marvel question. Hey, this one you might not have a problem with. All right. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness can go. Instantly. I don't know why you even threw that in there. And I'm going to be honest. I uh, I think uh, Winter Soldier was definitely kind of the a crime thriller superhero kind of action movie. Like it was everything. Infinity War was an ensemble. And honestly, if we don't get that, we will get something else. Um, so I would say Infinity War can go. I yep. keep in Wonder Soldier. That's a classic. It's one of my top two favorite movies of all time in the Marvel. I franchise. would also I, I agree for the exact same reasons. Alex says keep Infinity so, War. So for mm-hmm. Marvel, Marvel was the hardest one, which is it saying before, to create a list for because for instance, like we just shared, multiverse of madness, it was a no-brainer. There is so many movies that are where stacking the three, it's easy to find out one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And so when I was doing this, I was like, I was writing them and I was like, that's an easy one, two, three. I, I almost know, especially since the tribe is right here and now. I almost know what they're going to pick. So it was really hard trying to put three in a pot to really cause you to be like, oh, like we did with Pixar, where it's like, oh, man, I'm torn. So that was a really hard one. Uh, the only backup one that I was going to do was the Avengers, but I feel like I know that one as well. So that was the list I came up with. If you if you went through Civil War in there, uh, Captain America, so I would – I. still, it would have been tough, and I probably would have rage quit and refused to answer. But I would probably land it back on Winter Soldier. I mean, Winter Soldier is just—it's a really a perfect, almost a perfect movie. I don't disagree. With that. I think Civil War is good, but Civil War is good because it has a lot of extra flavor. Winter Soldier by itself is a standalone. It, you could watch Winter Soldier and just enjoy that mm-hmm. by itself. And yeah. why Civil War is actually good because it 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 set the bar for how you're supposed to introduce new characters. When they when they when we got Peter Parker and when we got T'Challa, that's how you introduce. You don't do the whole like Thanos half second at the end. This is that was the perfect benchmark for how you introduce characters going forward. And it's hard. It's it would have been a hard one for me, but I would have landed on Winter Soldier. All right. So the fifth and final round, we're gonna call it the big three. And these are you can only keep one trilogy. Oh, all right. So when I say trilogy, it's only the first three. So, for example, Toy Story has four, but it's only the three, not the fourth one. So Pirates of the Caribbean live action. Captain America series or Toy Story. Captain America. So we're just calling everything trilogies now, huh? Well, that's why I said the first three, because the first three would be a trilogy. When you go forth, it's not. I'm keeping Captain America. Yeah, I'm keeping Captain America. Man, you got the Marvel tribe here, man. Like it's so. The first, I, so the, oh, we got some people saying pirate stays. If, if I want to go America visit stays. pirates, I'll go to Disneyland and go ride the ride. But Cap, yeah, Captain America trilogy stays because uh-huh. Captain America informed a lot of the MCU. Mm-hmm. So you lose a lot of elements for the entirety of the MCU if you lose Captain America. Yeah. If you lose pirates, you lose pirates. It doesn't and, inform and speak- anything else. And speaking of tribe, a little plug, 
the tribe, us three, are getting together this Thursday to record an episode. Uh, so go. be on the lookout for that. It should be a fun one where we – I don't want to say we're stirring the pot. That's probably not the right statement. We're getting creative thinking. So uh, before we get on to our next subject, which is called mustard, if you've seen Alice, you know what mustard means. So for think about that, let us know in the comments what you think. And we are going to hear from our first sponsor right now. And here we go. Where in the park seek and find image scavenger hunt games will have you exploring theme parks like never before. But this is not like your childhood scavenger hunts. There are no word-based lists of items to find or a binder of riddles, trivia, math, or counting. Our games contain cards with images of details that can be found throughout the park just by walking around. You can play on your own schedule, so you don't have to worry about long lines, height requirements, or health concerns. Need help finding an image? We've got you covered with hints and answers on each card so you're never left wondering where in the park the image can be found. Use the scan before playing card to reveal an alternate image if one of the cards in your pack is currently hidden or removed from the park. Order today to get game packs for your next visits to the Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World theme parks. But the fun doesn't stop there. We also have games for Universal Studios in Hollywood and Florida, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags, SeaWorld, and more. Ready to experience your favorite theme parks in a whole new way? Go to www.whereinthepark.com slash podcasts to get 10% off your order. A portion of the sale will also go to support the Waltz Apartment podcast. Want $10 off your order instead? Visit patreon.com slash podcast to become a lamplighter. With so much more to discover, the only question is, do you know where in the park? We appreciate Kevin and Amanda and where in the park and talking about where in the parks again, tune in Tuesday when we drop our second episode of imagine that we are going to be talking about all things park related. So it should be a good creative episode. So mustard. So mustard, if you have watched, yeah, that's right. Quick little plug. If you're trying to get in depth about sunken city, and hear more about the history of it. Uh, myself and Amanda with Where in the Park did an interview, and there's an active giveaway going on on all of our social medias, both Where in the Park, Sunken City Designs on both Facebook and Instagram. So go and check those out, and you have a chance to get a free 5 by 7 Mansion Buddies print. Nice. So Mustard, if, if you've watched Alice, there's a scene where the Mad Hatter yells Mustard, and he's stoked, and he's like, hold on, wait a minute, no. So throughout the journey of Undisputed, we've always had those, oh, I agree, hold on, what did you just say? So it is a chance for us to get into our bigger topics. But you, the the watchers, obviously for the listeners later on down the road, you are missing out. We encourage you to watch the show. But this is where everybody in the comments, if you feel myself, uh, the Cheshire Copperpot, Malice have beaten this topic to no end, you have a chance to put hashtag new cup in the comments. And this is letting us know that this topic is dead and gone. Let's move on. If it's just one person, we'll keep on going. If it's two people, we'll start debating it. If all of a sudden, all 16 viewers that are watching this right now, all of us start, all of a sudden start dropping new cup, well, then it's time for a new cup and for us to move down. So our first topic that we have is, are you a fan of shows in the park? And by shows, this and <laughs> Kevin... Kevin's coming in high. He's just new cup already. Our shows meaning parades, live action performances, anything that requires you to sit down, partake in actors or actresses or anything like that, or even animatronics, you know, nod to the country bears. Are you a fan of shows in the park and what makes a good show? Yes. We'll go with mountains air- first. Yes. Air conditioning. A- air conditioning makes a good show. <laughs> Yes. And a chance to take a nap. But as far as the actual show goes, I like when there is um, actor to fan involvement. I like when there's an element of humor. Um, But again, air conditioning, like that Florida heat. 
you sometimes just need a break some and and seating where your kids can sit, take a break, get out of the sun. Malice says the Florida parks. Kevin understood where I was going. <laughs> uh, air conditioning, though, that's what we love the most about shows at Walt Disney World. But Jen brought up my favorite Festival of the Lion King, which is an entirely beautiful, wonderful spectacle. If you've never seen it, I would tell you to look it up because of the music and the dancing and the interaction with the crowd. For me, it's that that interaction of Frozen Singalong is another one that I think is a great show because it has that interaction. Kids get to get involved. You get to be part of the show. So for me, interaction, air conditioning, those are my things. David, what about you? Nope. Don't like them at all. Um, no. No, no. Big no. Um, the only shows I've actually liked and enjoyed and set and watched was when they, when I went to DCA and they did the Avengers, like the fight scenes and stuff like that. But when you add in singing and everything, it's too much like a musical. I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. And I, I feel really bad about myself that I paid a couple hundred dollars to sit through something I don't want to sit through. So, no, I don't want it. I want to walk away and go ride some rides where everyone else is distracted watching the musicals. So, that's me. Wow. Yep. So Entertainer I, 1987 says Enchanted Tales with Bell also make us part of the story, too. Yep. So, I think some shows, Lion King, for instance, which they just got rid of at Disneyland, which I'm, I'm kind of bummed about because it was really good. Some shows where the music is... Where the show and the music balance, I'm okay with that. Obviously, I've said it here countless times. When the music and or the show does not balance, Rogers the musical, I get it, I didn't see it in person, but 4K YouTube, I mean, really, what's the difference at that point? Um, it didn't mix. I mean, there's some shows that the music is frozen. I thought frozen looked good, but just the storyline, they rushed it. It was like choppy. Where Aladdin was choppy, but still just played well with each other. Like it didn't seem choppy, as where Frozen seemed like the early 2000s when your CD was skipping the driveway. You're like, dang it, I just missed a good part. So I don't mind shows, but I am not a fan of bad shows. Like you can have some really good shows and you can have some really bad ones, but right now I feel like we're getting a lot more bad ones. Oh, oh. We got our first new cup. Rogers was awesome. Bring it back. Rogers was the worst show ever, ever created, <laughs> ever invented. They need to fire the person who brought that brought that about. So, well, that would I be was, uh, it was not Kevin. put it into Hawkeye. <laughs> it wasn't Kevin. Kevin allowed it. Look, I'll say the last thing I enjoyed that was a musical and Disney that they had to offer was Captain EO. That was back in the 80s at Epcot. So mm -hmm. See, Alex said step back from the ledge, David. I don't mind. I didn't mind Captain Neo. I saw it when they brought it back, and it was even on its tail run there. Um well, I couldn't watch I it. I saw again. when they did that that first one more Disney day, the 24 hours thing. We saw um Captain Neo, and it wasn't terrible for me though. It pulled me out of Disneyland. I was like, why is Michael Jackson on the screen? What is going on here? But that was also my first introduction to him, or, or first introduction to Captain EO and my last. And for me, it just threw me off. I was like, I don't understand that. Um, but then there are some shows that I'm like, this was not good. I'm not a fan of the Avengers campus shows. And the only reason why is you have so many characters in there and you're running the same show. I get seasonal. You don't have it. It costs a lot to change it over, but I mean, right now your stories aren't even backing the MCU. I mean, Black Widow still they're fighting in the MCU. She's gone. Like, I do think that they bring these characters out for Disney Plus shows because they're in the area. Well, if that's the case, then you should, you know, kind of retire the characters that are no longer the MCU because, for the most part, I mean, they're forgotten. Yes, the merch does sell. But what if you retire them and then just bring them back for special occasions? That'd be like tight. 30. Yeah. Because, like, right now, we were there two weeks ago, and they had Black Widow 
fighting Taskmaster. Uh, Captain America was helping. I'm like, none of these characters are even relevant in the MCU anymore. All right, I'm pushing back on that because no other Disney uh, property, when their characters get killed off, whether it's the Wicked Witch or not, doesn't show up in the park because they're like, well, she she got she got done for. She shouldn't be here. No, but they don't have key roles like Black Widow does right now. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, they should just retire it and be done with it. No, because I think kids growing up that don't know what these characters are should have some exposure to them. But at the same time, I don't think those two characters should have the main, uh, the main show. I mean, Spider Man show is really cool, but I mean. They didn't say it followed the MCU, but their marketing is saying they're following the MCU. I mean, every time there's a new Disney Plus show that's MCU related, guess who pops up into the park? That character. So they may not be marketing it that or saying that it is, but they are marketing it to say that this is following along, following along the MCU. For them, for instance, Taskmaster fighting Black Widow. Where did that happen in the Black Widow movie? So we can say it. They didn't say it, but their storylines are very much following the timeline of the MCU. Thor showing up in Doctor Strange's show. I think Doctor Strange's show is worse than the Black Widow show. What? Yeah. Just because, and and not that it's bad for what it is, but there's so much room for more. You could have easily had where you can't guess who it is. At one point, it's like, who should we bring? You have kids out there yelling, Captain America, Black Panther. He's like, Thor? Thor? It's like, no, you guys should really keep it on your toes. These characters are already here. Have two or three in rotation where the kids don't know who it is. They they know it's Thor. And then Thor comes out like drunk Thor with his giant gauntlet. It's like, that's the Thor we wanted to summon? Like, So your your thing is add more characters, not, not get be, rid of the characters. Be bad. More, yeah, be more, more creative. I'm okay with that take. I mean, be more, because I really thought you were going with the whole if they don't exist, they shouldn't. And which I really think you're trying to say is you hate Mufasa. You don't want to see him in any of the Disney parks. You're done with it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, no, my is. apologies for that. No, I just think there is a lot more. And if, for instance, and I, and I could probably ask everybody in the chat too. After like 5 p.m., Avengers Campus is 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 done. And I get it to campus yeah. and we get put up that storyline. But there are a lot of new characters that they have introduced at nighttime. Uh, Werewolf, I get it. They try to bring him only out at Halloween time. I mean, there's Moon Knight. I mean, there's so many. And Moon Knight, for a show that not a lot of people are talking about, that's a perfect opportunity for marketing to have him, especially two different versions of him, Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, fighting somebody on Avengers Campus at night. Like, that'd be so rad. So I, I, I take back what I said. I don't think those shows are trash or bad, but they have ran their course. And it's time for something fresh and not new characters. We need new. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, but in the same regard, you how many kids are going to recognize Moon Knight? You still want a family experience. Mm-hmm. Like well, Jen I mean, was saying. Like Jen was saying, little kids don't know as much as you do. So, like, if you have Moon Knight, like, that battle you were just talking about, kids aren't going to understand what's happening there. You you are going to have your marquee characters that are definitely kids are going to know about. They're universally Hulk, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, Thor. Those are are the universal, the A-list when it comes to all family from little kids. The Avengers. Yeah, but basically. nobody's saying that you can't do your standard meet and greets with them, and and the shows introduce new characters so it causes that interest. I mean, look at okay, let's say Captain America. Mm-hmm. Right now, they are they are they are going to that transition of Sam Wilson being the new Captain America. Mm-hmm. You see traditional Steve Rogers, and I use the word traditional just because if you're a kid, you're not yeah. taking any types of outside influences. It's just that was the first Captain America. That's the second one. There's no any outside opinions with that. Steve Rogers is the second Captain America. What's that? Steve Rogers is the second Captain America. Valid point. Apologies. Uh, But I'm saying, so why isn't Sam Wilson out there more often? Granted, the last few times I have been there, you do see him. But more often than not, you see Steve Rogers over Sam Wilson. 
you're about to drop a movie with Sam Wilson. You dropped a show with Sam Wilson. You've dropped him in a lot of stuff. And he is your marquee Captain America coming up on this next stretch. Like, so Courtney said, I see him all the time. You see both. But on an average weekend, when the guests that can't go as often as we are lucky to go with, chances are they're going to see Steve Rogers over Sam Wilson more. Mm. You're going to see, or even, or go the other way. You'll see traditional Black Panther versus Shuri's Black Panther. I mean, yeah. Umbaku, Umbaku played a big role in Wakanda Forever. He was there for a little bit and done. So I think the live shows could be better. I don't think they're great, but I think right now Disney is lacking on them a lot. So uh, again, more than Steve. Okay. So it could be just, you know, it could be anecdotal. This the, the experiences you've had is different than some of the other people's experiences who's been to the park. So it may be just a mixed bag. But I hear what you're saying about the overall rotation of the same sequence of uh, shows that they have. So, so, but we got a couple new cups in there. So, uh, entertainer. No, I don't think anybody forgot that Belle was uh, a princess because she married a prince. We knew that, but uh, we just chose not to keep her as our princess. We would keep. Because she's annoying as hell. You heard it here first. Guess so, someone was right. I disagree. I disagree yeah, with that. Guess okay. someone was right. So, our next topic, refillable. Sam, I'm curious. In Walt Disney World, do you guys have a lot of merchandise that allows you to get ref, uh, refills at a fraction or free price? Do you guys have a lot of items like that where it's free I mean, as or... far as drinks and popcorn, that's about what we have. Okay. Do you so guys the, have so something different? We got the so we have the magic key bucket right now that is it's it's refillable for like I think it's a buck seventy-five. So I'm curious though, why don't we I feel like refillable stuff is a marketing gold mine for the most part. Why is it that we don't see much more of it? I get the pandemic, but even post pre-pandemic, we didn't see a lot of refillable stuff or even like um what do they call them in the other parks where you got your meal passes and stuff like that? Why don't we see Disney dwelling in that, especially when it's a, a good marketing scheme? I mean, we bought probably, I'd say, five or six refills of popcorn. Granted, $2 is a lot less than the original price, but $2 for popcorn when popcorn probably costs pennies on the dollar, like, that's a steal. So I'm curious why we don't see more of that in the parks. Um, because I think that um, merchandising can be kind of greedy and they assume that we are going to just buy another one and you and, do. and, and pay the $20 instead of the two. And you do. So if they don't offer it to us, then our choice is to just buy it. What would you want? What would you want to be a refillable? Well, I mean, so you, you, you mentioned the key things, you know, um, uh, obviously drinks. I mean, and, and, Certain theme parks that you have your character themed cups. You go to like places like SeaWorld, any theme park, they have those generic, like plastic stamped cups with like a sticker on it. And those are commonly refillable for like two or three bucks. I mean, the, we have those at the resorts. Yeah. I would, I, I would actually pay a pretty good premium for refillable uh, Dole Whips and churros. <laughs> well, Alex brings up something. He says, not a dollar 75. So when we go, and we buy popcorn. Now, this is just going as the average guest. I'll buy a popcorn bucket for the kids, but that's it. That's their let's make it last for the day. But at a dollar seventy-five, I went back and refilled that thing about five or six times. If we would have had more time at the park that day, it probably would have been double that. So I'm just curious, or they have these popcorn buckets. Why aren't all popcorn buckets since you're already making the money off them? Why aren't you adding that other perk? Because in Disney parks, if you break something, if your popcorn bucket breaks with the receipt, you can go exchange it. With that, they're now losing out on potentially two. So why can't they take that same kind of plan and say, hey, 
we're going to offer free refills on all of our exclusive popcorn buckets. So I can, I can, I can kind of guess me because I, I don't know definitely because I don't even know the cost of what you would pay retail for that. But I'm sure whatever that retail cost is, it's probably worth five buckets uh, to them. Like it literally totally. is it's a nothing. Okay, so Lewis, I agree with you that all of the popcorn buckets should be refillable. It's flipping popcorn. Like they should all be. And I, and I did not realize that you guys do not have like refillable mugs. Like we have them for the resorts, but I, I think that refillable mugs are definitely something that would be easily marketable. And honestly, I mean, if you were to do that, people would probably buy the exclusive ones more. And I, and another reason why I asked mm-hmm. that the Valentine's balloon ones went out. We went, I think it was the week, two weeks before Valentine's day. Actually, that's just a week ago. So we went there. They had the pink ones. Normally, those new balloon ones sell out pretty quick. Those are there. Um, we also saw the Valentino one, which that obviously has its own rabbit hole of why or why it didn't sell. The the Mickey Mouse train ones, those are still there in stock. So, like, I'm just curious. If they offered free refills or reduced price refills, because obviously nothing's free anymore, that would add so much more revenue to the park. Yes, $1.75 doesn't seem like that but when you go to the mustang theory and the mustang theory goes if i approve a three cent bolt on all the cars we make that can come out to three hundred thousand dollars for one small bolt so yes dollar 75 does not seem like a lot but if everybody's doing it if every guest at disneyland is spending two dollars on just a popcorn refill that's a lot of revenue that they're bringing in and all they had to do was say yes you can get a second popcorn at half the price and I'm just surprised why we're not seeing that. I think they should introduce like a like a foodie pass. Like if you have a foodie pass, you pay for it up front and you get that premium that service and stuff. So one, they'll keep those who want to just buy um are they're kind of filling your trap. Basically, I mean, let's be real, you're trapped and you're in the park, you're gonna buy food, you're gonna buy candy, you're gonna buy this. But there's those, just like with rides and shortcuts and everything else, you can buy a foodie pass, and now you can maybe pick one of your items to be refillable throughout that day and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you pay a premium price, and they make, they'll make they make just as much money with that, if not even more. And, and you could do it with churros. I mean, you invent something like a churro card. I will or, hey, hey, or a especially card. When they, yeah. Especially when they have the exclusive churros going around, there's like 30 of them. Hey, for, for $14.99, you can get an all-day churro pass. So you can get all, all you go to all the churro stands. You can try the one, the one churro for free on there. Um I think I think what Kevin said is probably why they don't do it. If if, it if says that already like a long, line. long lines and stuff are if it's already long lines just to get your initial, then they get refills and everybody's doing yeah, that that might be a problem. So, but. so how much more is it to invest in say just a, a handful more popcorn carts? Yeah. Well, that's why the pass. I say create a foodie pass because you have the upfront costs right there. So now you already know you're not speculating and you're not guessing that, you know, these bottlenecks are things. You know how many passes that people who really wants to take advantage of these these free refills. And not only that, if I pay 20 bucks for a churro card, right, and that's just mm-hmm. for speculation, you yeah, can try yeah. every exclusive churro just once. You don't get endless with them, but you can try every exclusive churro just once. If all of a sudden I'm getting tired and I de- I leave for the day and I only got two churros at twenty bucks, they, they don't have popcorn carts at every ten feet. That's that's a <laughs> bit over exaggerating there. Um, I mean, there's one in each land, and some lands yeah. are pretty massive. So I mean, like if you were to sit there and say, "Hey, here's twenty bucks for a churro car, but you only ate two, Guess who made out? It's like a buffet at fifteen dollars a person, and that person eats one plate. The buffet made out. If it's fifteen dollars a person and that buff that person ate ten plates, it's kind of a wash. You so, know what they need to do? I'm okay with that though. Okay, yeah, so you exactly. know how they you know how they do the refills at the resorts for the mugs? There's an RFID chip in it in the cup. So you put your chip your cup in and then you get to pick your drink or whatever. Oh. And it's for the duration of your stay. What if we had RFID chips in the bottom of the popcorn buckets and we had se- like self-serve like popcorn things where it just distributed the popcorn into your thing, whatever the s- size of your thing is. And then you just fill it up and walk away. Like a popcorn just- vending machine? 
like a popcorn vending machine. You still have lines. You still have the problem with the bottleneck. Yeah. Lines, but... Yeah. But I mean, if you can make it like a like a bar, kind of how mm-hmm. like the drink. Oh, just a are. row of the machines. They go up to the bar, fill up. If, if you if you yeah yeah, and it's got an RFID in it. If you and it's scanned to however long your refillable option is for. That does nothing for my churros though. Churros are I, different. I want churros I mean, all day. I I will pay like seventy bucks for a churro pass. And I promise you, I will get get my money. The resorts don't have lines for the refill stations. Yep. But also, too, your guys' Walt Disney World is like three times the size of Disneyland. So there's a lot more room to really explore that. Disneyland, I mean, especially when the Disneyland is trying to, you know, make sure the revenue is high. I mean, if you were to open up a food pass, they have the Sip and Saver pass. If you did that same technology, but you get to eat at the restaurants, you know, you have a certain menu where it's not your a la carte menus, but it's your, all right, you get a cheeseburger and fries for a fraction of the cost or for free because you paid the $60, $70 for the day. That's revenue to them. And again, going back to if I don't eat at all the restaurants or I only eat once, then Disney made out on that. Like, I don't know why they're not capitalizing on these, these things where you get more bang for your buck versus like we talked about last time. And I won't go into it too much, but I did say that topic is dead. but where it's Genie Plus and you, it's a gamble if it's a good deal or not. Food is always a guaranteed a good gamble. Oh, I got a burger because it was cheap. Like, boom. Like, nobody's unhappy with food. I mean, so, and, and right now, with all the events, it's like, hey, here's our theme, and there's a foodie guide. Here's our theme, here's the foodie guide. Like, the foodie guide is going hand-in-hand hand with Disneyland right now, or what, Disney theme Yes, parks. that. All-you-can-eat churros. I don't know about the popcorn, but churro, churros and uh, Dole Whips. If they were to explore different flavor popcorns that they do have, like in Tokyo yeah, and all that. Yeah, Courtney said that's what the, the dining plan is for. And I, I the, personally love the dining plan. I always like when We always used it. But the dining plan, you're still just paying regular price, correct? You're just building out your day? Um, No. You get to – so because the – I mean, the price points are pretty similar. They're pretty, pretty similar. You do there depends on if you use it correctly or not. So it's like making reservations. Ahead of well, time. yes, because you get a certain amount of table service, a certain amount of quick service and um, a certain amount of snack credits for the duration of your stay. Mm-hmm. And then you get to obviously like book your reservations for your table service. So I, yeah. So yeah. Courtney, Courtney said, now granted, it works different in Disneyland where you get vouchers, but still dining plan is where it's at. I always used the dining plan. So the reason I asked too is because, so SeaWorld, I'm going to say it out loud. I don't know what everyone's quarrels with SeaWorld. I can't afford to take my kids while watching. I love SeaWorld. Don't cancel me. I'm sorry what they do to animals. I really am. But I don't get a chance to have my kids while watching. So, but with that, it's like 96 bucks, with, 96 bucks, which is a lot for one day. You could eat at like one of seven restaurants on the hour of every hour. So you can eat one time for every hour that you're there. And they it provides drink, uh, appetizer, a main course, and a dessert for 96 bucks. Really? Why is it? I mean, and yes, it's with a dining pass, you're paying the price you're going to pay anyway, but you're getting there a little quicker. Imagine paying 96 bucks and it's a rainy day and you're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to make our own little food tour and just eat all at all the restaurants and enjoy a rainy day. But also, also you have to look at it this way too. Take, take that, that promo, that, 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 um, that package and same place at the SeaWorld and you take Disneyland customer base and you stick it in there. You have a disaster. There's you just you just have a full on like it's it's a not saying it's not popular it's nowhere near the popularity impact as I mean so that's where I think if if they got Disneyland's customer base they wouldn't do that anymore they would they would end that program but not only that though you could sit there and do that with you could add a an a la carte to your mobile orders hey mobile order plus and now you get to mobile order and your food's cheaper but. Okay. Think about that. We're going to add so, so going forward, the Mad Tea Party is going to have a lot of these questions on our Instagram the following day. 
So be prepared for that. But I have been reminded that we have one more sponsor that we do not want to leave out. So get your heads in gear and we're going to hear from Getaway Today. Well, hello and welcome to Let's Get to Know Our Sponsor. Getaway Today has been helping Disney vacation dreams come true since 1990. Whether you choose to visit the happiest place on earth or travel to Orlando and beyond, they want to help you. Need to know the best hotel in the area? What theme park tickets should you buy? Have a last minute change? No worries. Their travel experts are always here to help. Want to book a cruise and don't know where to start? Hey, they can help with that too. They will help you find the perfect cruise for your vacation, whether it is your first time or you're a well-seasoned cruiser. When you book your cruise with one of the Getaway Today's experts, you will have a dedicated agent to help you every step of the way. They take care of the details so you can have the most fun. Getaway Today has layway, peace of mind travel, allowing you to cancel or make changes up to 72 hours in advance. You will always have the most up-to-date vacation information, both pre-arrival and upon your welcome. Getaway Today will guarantee the best prices with no hidden fees. And every time you book through Getaway Today, they will donate a portion back to a charitable organization in your area. And so far, over $4.5 million has been donated. So click the link in our show notes to start your Disney vacation planning for more information and the best deals. Tell them Walt's Apartment sent you. And until next time, enjoy the view from Walt's Apartment. So, so I'm not sure. Well, that's a question for when we're off the air. So, I think it's, it could be a good idea. Obviously, there are some bugs that they have to fix and stuff like that to make it work. But I think it could be a killer revenue stream for for the parks. And another reason for people to get premium access like Genie Plus. So, I think it's worth a try. It's, I mean... What worst case scenario? It, it, it doesn't work. There's extra lines. People are used to that and stuff like that. It just you do away with it. But it, it could be a big hit, and people love it, and they love it so much that they you know they figure out how to make it work for them. And it's a new revenue stream that just gives Iger another Golden Boy sticker. So, and if Disney comes out with this in the next two or three years, you heard it here first. Just saying. <laughs> Cut the Matt Hater a check. Yes. <laughs> They're going to cut me a check and then repo it for all the negative I talk. So, uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to hit me with those, uh, Donald Duck coins. They drop it in on a string and pull it back out. Yeah. They're going to give you credits. Like, so, <laughs> we are going to, so with the end of this show going forward, we are going to have what we call your unbirthday request. And what the unbirthday request is, is we are going to take questions. Based on what we've been talking about tonight from the audience, we're not going to go down what you have for Thanksgiving, stuff like that. But we are going to take questions from you, just a couple of them, questions regarding Mad Tea Party, the stuff to get our thought processes going, stuff to stir the pot. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns that you want to let us know in the chat, we're going to take the last few minutes of the show to hear what you got. So hit us with some good ones. We are not doing personal questions, and it's only all things Disney in the Mad Tea Party realm. The only time Alice was considered a princess was in Kingdom Hearts games. Did anyone play those? I did play Kingdom Hearts, and I'm going to be very honest. I never got off the island in the first level. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. So, but, yes, and according to Alice, she's not a princess, but I will hold her on the high throne above any princess. Okay. You do that. My eyes. So let's see what one of the questions you guys have regarding all things Disney. Let's drop some Real. tea in this party. Is, yeah. Is there some tea you guys want us to talk about? Or say something to Spike Lewis or the, the mad haters blood sugar. Oh, yeah. She's tell, not a princess. Much, She's not a princess. You know what? If that's the case, Walt wasn't real. I'm just playing. Just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. 
I, I thought you were going to say like something. Uh, this is Alex, I think. If you could create a show for the parks based on a Disney property that has not yet had a show in the parks, what would it be? Whoa, I like that one. Well, can, I I don't know enough about the parks, but I can I can say this may be in the show already, maybe it's not. But um, what's his name from the Goofy movie? Um, Powerline. 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 I'll create a Powerline show. You got to put it in Toontown. That'd be so gangster. Yeah, I'll create a Powerline show. I like That's, it. Oh, so I for like me, it. I would, and I know I'm going to get some hate for this probably. I would drop World of Color or have World of Color on the weekends and you do like a water show, but it's surrounded about Atlantis where you got like, like steampunk. Uh, they're, like they're just coming to, like they're yeah, just wow. coming to surface and they're, they're, they're popping the, the, the lids and stuff like that. I would say Atlantis and you do it like, um like a float type of show. Where, I mean, it's it's obviously really hard because it's a lagoon. They don't have the the luxuries of Fantasmic, or you put on Fantasmic in the Fantasmic Lagoon, where you run that off season of Fantasmic when Fantasmic goes down for maintenance. You run Journey to Atlantis, and they have their boats coming up from the water or something like that. Caroline, not uh, can't go. I'm not saying that, off season because obviously World of Color and Fireworks is one of their more expensive shows to do. So when it's down or being recreated for, um, name four characters from Atlantis. We got Milo. Is it Keela? Keela? Uh, you got uh the Doc, which is the the chef, and uh, is it Munch? Mole. Is it the dirt guy? Um, and those are the only names I remember. But I can name. I mean, I can tell you all the characters based on their similarities and what they do. Um. Kita, Kita. There you go, Kita. Yeah. So, uh, I I still think we need a Coco show. We need a Coco show, and I know y'all don't love musicals, but nope. I don't mind Coco as long as they really pull out the Imagineering to really give us um that that way as to tell real life and the afterlife if um if they can give us a way to really sell that magic i'm all in um but if they if they can't sell that then now i'm out atlantis would never sell with kids today because yeah they have no idea and that, so well, I'm re- I'm reading the I'm reading the Imagineering way, and the Imagineers say that their primary goal in any kind of planning is to create a family experience. I feel like Atlantis would. It's like the Disney Junior version of Avatar. Like they it's, have it's, a smaller Coco show in DCA at Plaza de Familia. It's seasonal. Okay. I did not know that. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, they, it, it's, it's a pretty cool one. Um, I think it deserves its own location, though, because it just clogs that walkway. It's a really beautiful show. But Coco has a <clears throat> huge fan base, like huge. They don't know the movie. I, I'll give you that. They don't know the movie. But I think if they were to redo that movie, I think it would have a huge following. Then why wouldn't you just use Moana and have the same kind of experience? Because Moana and Atlantis are not the same. They are surrounded by water, but n- n- not in the same realm of like Moana. For you, is- yes, but could you take the same features and make it relevant for families currently yeah. with Moana? The way that but they the just question- did the way of water. But the, I was just going to say that but the question is, is what show that they have not done? And Moana has a show. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a walk through, but yeah, but yeah. I'm telling you, I, I actually I, just, just saw video Caroline featuring BTS, and maybe bring back the Backstreet Boys or something. They can open up for for Caroline. Disney does not own the Backstreet Boys. Doesn't Emperor's matter. New Groove would be a great show. That would be no. a great if we if you had like the characters doing like a Disney Junior dance party. That would be lit. No, you know, it'd be cool. So you have you have an animatronic, you have a, a a person in a crock costume come out with like one of those like old school wheelbarrows 
where he's pulling them. And there's and I'm, I'm going to get some slack right here from Kevin. Kevin, get ready. If you do like Donkey from Universal Studios where he's just talking to people as a person in there and it's just an animatronic head of Cusco and he's walking around Disney parks, the, um, not Kronk. That's the wrong, that's the wrong character. Uh, that's the, that's the, that's Yzma's person. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I blanking his name? Uh, I want trained llamas. <laughs> but if you did, I'm blanking the, the guys that Nate, that helped, uh, Cusco, but you have him walking around pulling one of those like wagons and he's like sitting in there. Yes, Pacha. Thank you. Pacha. Uh, you have him wheeling around this wheelbarrow with him sitting in there, and the head is talking to people based on what you're wearing. They're like, hey, I like that Nike shirt. You know, they're making modern-day references. I think that'd be fun. Especially that would be. with the comedy he's allowed. I think that'd be – it's like it's like Donkey from uh, Universal Studios. Not trying to go down that rabbit I hole. I mean, I, I love Kronk. I would like Kronk to be around, too. Yeah, I, have have a, I have another one. I think I would like Isma too. You can do Kronk with Isma in the backpack. And the the poison. What poison? The poison for Cusco. Yep. Cusco's so, poison. I'm I'm gonna go back to my Marvel roots here. And I, I would say this. If they did, and this isn't a musical, so but if they did a Star Lord dance party where Star Lord is a DJ playing his mixtapes, that right there. They would have be... that. Do they really? Yeah, it's in front of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's it's now just Gamora and Star Lord. But at one point it was Mantis. At one point they had Groot, and then Rocket used to be in the TV like doing it. It's it's definitely dwindled down a little bit. But they do have that. It's so short, though. I think it's only like 10 to 12 minutes, but it's also in a very heavy con- congregated area. So that's probably why. But they have that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. That's why I would. Guardian stands off. Yes. Yep. Just DJ, Star Wars DJ, and he plays all his mixtapes and he throws in stupid jokes in between. I'm so glad they got rid of Mantis, though, because like, her dance skills, like she just like, did the whole standing there, and I was like, oh, get rid of her. Just get. Stop. Did she do? She did the mantis. I'm assuming the little. Yeah. So yeah, she just stood there. That's how, um, that's how they dance. What are the questions you guys got? I, I'm curious. That was a good one. What would you create a show? We'll take a couple more. I know Kevin's got some good ones in there. Come on, Kevin. Fire them off. No, no Courtney. Ooh, a grandmaster with a DJ dance party. Okay. Yes. And we get the real grandmaster. We get Jeff Goldblum to make an appearance. Yeah, I'm sure that they're going to I would buy tickets. I would buy separate tickets just for that. As much as the theme would be upside down, it'd be cool to see the grandmaster be the DJ in the Tomorrowland Terrace Theater, like right there with you eat food, just because it fits his... It uh uh Sakar it fits that a little bit better, but you put him on that dance theater. Yeah, I would. I Amanda would, would also pay, pay money for that. I'd pay extra for that. Live action Jaws stunt show for Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're talking about all Disney properties. I mean, they they own Aliens and Predator now. Oh is man, Rip, is, start- Ripley, is Ripley a princess? Are we going to start brewing our Sons of Anarchy parade again? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. That's FX. They own that, too. Yeah. You can get powder-coated uh, churros. Oh. <laughs> it could be a dark ride where you're going through the pipeline. Stop talking about churros. You're making me hungry. I really like the re- the pre-refill churro package. Like, you can just buy. Do the churro I, I want, card. I want to see that. I want a churro card from Disney. I think that's all that the chat has for us tonight. We got no other no questions, huh? That's okay. We're gonna do unbirthday requests next week too, right? Or not next week, but in two weeks. Yep. So going forward, mustard and uh, unbirthday requests will be a a, every every show thing. Um, The Cheshire Games will be changing throughout the show. (laughs) Kevin, that's how we're that's how we're doing this, Kevin. You got to read the comment for the 
podcast. The xenomorph queen is more of a princess than Alice. Yes. <laughs> this is true. What comment? <laughs> Mad hater is hating over here. If Alice can be a princess, so can Ripley. So. Well, if there's no more questions, we'll we'll call it last call. Closing time. <laughs> I got a funny story with uh, Matt the Rat about that song. I'll tell you guys when we get off. Okay. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we hope you had a lovely time here at the Matt Tea Party, and we will see you guys again in two weeks. After the Niners win the Super Bowl. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Woo, sports. <laughs> <laughs>